BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Halloween edition of Stacking the Box. It is myself, Ian McMillan, joined by Sterling Holmes. Ooh, I didn't even notice the little spooky font we got going on for today's show. Wow, look at that. Uh, i got a lot to talk about because it is NFL trade deadline. I think uh, as of now, uh, as we are recording live, I think there are four hours, I think, until the official trade deadline hits. So we'll be talking all about that kind of stuff. Uh, previewing, of course, uh, week nine, there are... I think it's the best slate of games of the entire season this week, so I'm excited to get into that. Uh, and, of course, we're going to talk about um, uh, which uh, head coach is going to be the first to be fired and winners and losers from this past week. And we got some injury updates because there were some big ones this past week. Sterling, how are you doing today? Uh, I am good. Uh, I didn't know what to go as for Halloween, so I thought turtleneck. Plaid 1970s blazer. Captain's hat. Mustache. I, I could be anything. I could be on the love boat. I mean, I, 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 I could be a captain. You know, I could be, this is your captain speaking. We're going to have a little bit of turbulence on this ship. Like, I could be anything. Here are the exit rows. Uh, you are a nice slab of bacon, though, and that is absolutely elite. Yes. No, your costume's great. I like it. So, But you're not a specific captain, like, from a show or anything. You are just Captain Sterling. I, I will be the captain of this show. All right. I love it. And yes, I am a slice of bacon. I've worn this costume every year for the past four or five years. It's a classic. Creative, um, huh? Yeah, really stepping out of the box there, huh? If it, five if, years. Get, getting your money's worth in that that costume store, huh? Well, I actually did lose the original bacon costume. Uh, actually, so I was in the bacon costume last year because I lost it. I think I dressed up as a cat. Um, so I, I, this is my now my second ba- bacon costume. I had, to, I had to order a replacement for this year. Uh Friends and listeners, guess what? We got a new uh, we got a new ad. Um, football fans, have you heard of Superdraft DFS? Superdraft hosts daily fantasy prop games where you can compete for a chance to win cash prizes. The game is simple. For each contest, you're given a pool of props for upcoming games. You pick whether each prop will be over or under the given total. You can choose up to eight different props for a bigger win. If you want to join in on the action, we've got you covered. Sign up with our promo code fan today and receive a deposit match up to $20. You will also receive a free pick in your first game. Think of it like a free square and bingo or free leg to a parlay using code fan when signing up, not only gets you these great rewards, but also lets you directly support our podcast. So make sure to use the promo code 
FAN, F-A-N, when you sign up. This offer is available to new customers who are 18 plus or 19 plus in Alabama, 21 plus in Massachusetts, maybe, and physically present in valid states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. Uh, I should have read that beforehand. I'm Canadian. I do, do not know state abbreviations. Is AL Alabama. It's got to be. Yes, it's Alabama. It's MA Massachusetts. You nailed it. Boom. So 18 plus, except Wait, 19. Yeah, because MS is Mississippi, and then Maine is oh, no, Maine. M- MN, if I'm not mistaken. I thought MN was Minnesota. Mm. MI. <laughs> MI is Maine. There we go. Okay. Uh, Michigan. Uh Uh-oh, boys. (laughs) Regardless, sign up uh, for Superdraft DFS. Use code FAN. Uh, And there you go. You get some information there on the bottom of the screen. And check out the description for the full uh, terms of the offer. Uh, So there you go. Um, All right. Let's get into it. Uh, What's the first comment here? Is Ian dressing up as cooked bacon because the Falcons are cooked this year? That's mean. We're starting off with a mean and rude comment to get the show started. Uh, the Falcons are not cooked. We are still in uh, first place in the NFC South. So how about that? Maine is M-E, so it is Maine. Uh, you have to be 21 plus in Maine. Thank you, No, Hunter, it was for... M-A. It was Massachusetts. Oh, Ian. M-A. Sorry. Oh, it was Massachusetts. God. <laughs> uh, if only it's Canadian provinces, I'd, I'd get all the abbreviations right for that. Uh, a lot fewer to remember than U.S. states, though. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, Sterling, we always start with bigger, biggest winners and losers from this past week. Uh, what is your biggest winner? I will go with the Broncos. You might be asking yourself, the Broncos aren't good, Sterling, so why are they the biggest winner? They snapped a 16-game losing streak against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it, it, it took five turnovers. It took the flu to Patrick Mahomes. No excuses. In the NFL, there are no excuses, just results. I have to give a hat tip to Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Again, 16 straight games. 2015. That was the last time the Broncos have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, now, in 2023, it happened. Broncos, here's to you. Um, yeah, and I believe, I, I wish I would have asked uh, our, our producer, Joanna, to cut this clip out for me, because I'd love to replay a clip from last week where I said, I won't be surprised if the Broncos uh, ended up beat, beating the Chiefs this weekend. And Sterling, what was your response to that? I probably said that's asinine. That's absurd. Yes. Uh, anything can happen. Any given Sunday. Um, Broncos were a little due to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Although, you know what my issue with that game was? That I was told there would be snow on the ground and there's no snow. It I think snowed it a ton before the game and then just stopped. And shout out to the Denver uh, field crew because they were working since like 4 a.m. trying to get that thing uh, cleaned up and, and ready to go. So a huge shout out to the Denver uh, staff there getting that thing ready. But also, I think, I mean, a big part of getting the field ready is they have like heated pipes underneath the field that they turn on and it melts all the snow. I think those should be illegal. <laughs> I want more snow games. I think pipes under, sure, you can shovel, but pipes underneath the, underneath the turf to melt all the snow, I think that should be illegal. Give me <laughs> snow games. Speaking of melting, uh, what is your biggest uh, loser, you know, uh, melting down in a game? I know we're going to do winners next for you, but I want to start here because I think it was a good transition. Uh, Melting down, Desmond Ritter. That has to be your biggest loser, right? Desmond Ritter is potentially my biggest loser, but 
It depends on what happens Wednesday because Arthur Smith announced that he's going to announce who's going to start for the quarterback for the Falcons this week on Wednesday. If it's Taylor Heineke that he announces, then Desmond Ritter is the biggest loser because if Taylor Heineke starts, that's officially announcing that they're done trying with Desmond Ritter. So that, that'll be the end of the Desmond I mean, you don't bench Desmond Ritter and then go back to him again and then try to turn him into a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, But I have a feeling they're going to let Des- Desmond Ritter start one more game. So... We will see, but my my biggest biggest loser, I think, is the Vikings, a team that was one in four, um, long shot uh, to make the playoffs. A lot of people were starting to count them out. They won three straight games, but in the process, they lose Kirk Cousins. So now, no Justin Jefferson, no Kirk Cousins. Um, Jaron Hall is their starting quarterback as of right now, um, who fifth round rookie out of BYU. Uh, that's got a sting for the Vikings. If I'd all the way, because actually right now, if the season ended today, they'd be in a playoff spot. They fought all the way back to a playoff spot, three straight games, big upset win against the 49ers, and then Kirk Cousins uh, blows his Achilles. Yeah, that's that, tough. That sucks, man. I You hate injuries. Kirk seems like such a good dude after watching the show quarterback. Such an easy guy to root for. He was apparently signing autographs in the practice facility, I think it was yesterday. Even after everything that transpired, he was still there helping out, giving back, and, and, and trying to be there for the kids. I mean, dude is just a great guy, and you're right. They fought all the way back. They finally get back to 500, and then this happens. Um, we will see what Jaron Hall has. Uh, he was interesting as a quarterback prospect coming out of BYU. Maybe he's a better BYU quarterback prospect than Zach Wilson. Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, for me, my biggest loser stayed in the AFC West here. Raiders fans and Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. If Jimmy G was, well, if he was Aiden O'Connell, Devontae Adams has 150 and two touchdowns. Easy. No doubt in my mind. But Jimmy G, as he likes to do, either A, holds onto the ball for 47 seconds, or B, has zero arm and just randomly chucks it nowhere near close to where a wide open receiver is. This gives me so much more. um, I have to give so much more credit to, to Kyle Shanahan. How the hell did he take this quarterback to a Super Bowl? How the hell did he take this quarterback, not just to a Super Bowl, but a player or two away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs? Jimmy G is ass. He is two scoops of ass. That dude is brutal. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm I, – I was on the Raiders last night. I don't think I can bet on the Raiders anymore if Jimmy Garoppolo is starting. So that was that was a, a bad showing all around. Um, we'll get into it later, but might be the worst coach team in the entire NFL. Um, my biggest winner, because I didn't give one out earlier, uh, the Bengals. The Bengals are back. Um, after a bye week, yes, they were three and three. They had some wins, but the bye week clearly helped Joe Burrow. He had by far his best performance of the season. It was the first time this season that I felt that Joe Burrow looked like the Joe Burrow of old, the Joe Burrow from the past two years. Uh, that bye week seemed to do him uh, really well. So, uh, Bengals are back. Uh, you're not just bacon. Apparently, you're a uh, scramble here because you got a little egg on your face. Why? You were out of the Bengals. I kept telling you the I Bengals was were going to get right. Yeah. I kept saying Be- Bengals going to get right. They're going to beat the 49ers. Right. This is they're they're healthy now off of the bye and you you were not a fan there Ian. No, but credit to me for being a man of integrity and when <laughs> when I get proven wrong I admit it. Now my opinion has changed. The Bengals are back. In the first six games of the season the Bengals did not look good. Now they look good. At least offensively their defense was still trashed. Their defense has a lot of issues. But yeah. offensively they finally look good again. By the way, my other winner of the week, uh, the cold virus. I have a head cold, so I'm going to mute myself myself and blow my nose right now because I got snot coming down my nose. So 
take it away. Bring us to the injury updates while I blow my nose on mute. Yeah, as the captain's going to take over now, uh, Grady Jarrett, Kendrick Bourne, and yes, Kirk Cousins. Uh, huge blows in the NFL. Um, again, you feel for Grady Jarrett, obviously. He, he's a great defensive player. That sucks for him. Kendrick Bourne may have been the wide receiver one on the Patriots. And then, of course, uh, Kirk Cousins. We talked about it. They fight their way back. Fight the way back to 500 just for this. Vikings fans, we are here for you. This is a safe space. Uh, into some of the top stories here, the NFL trade deadline. Titans owner vetoes Derrick Henry to the Ravens. And quite frankly, uh, not a fan. Derrick Henry on the Ravens would be absolutely electric to watch. Yeah, I think that would have been a really nice compliment uh, for the Ravens. Uh, Derrick Henry is obviously not the same Derrick Henry that he used to be, but still uh, he has a he has some legs left uh, in the Ravens. A lot of their offense is based on speed. It would have been really cool to see a power back in that offense. Apparently the deal was in place, ready to go. And then the last person, the Titans owner vetoed it. Um, I don't know why he would do that. The Titans, um, I, I mean, maybe they can make the playoffs if they go on a bit of a run here, but I, I would have thought they're in sell now mode, especially with Derrick Henry, who, let's be honest, might have another season, two seasons at most left. Like, you're not going to be contender in the next two seasons. You may as well get something for him while he still has some value. Um, but I guess he didn't like it. Uh, so vetoed the trade, a uh, trade I would have liked to see. And Tajay Spears is a really good running back in his own right. He's he's a Great nice uh, compliment to Derrick Henry. He's a little different, a little better, a uh, little better pass catcher, uh, as well as for my fantasy football team. I would have loved to see Derrick Henry on the move to the Ravens, so that way Tajay Spears can get uh, the full workload. Uh, next one, Leonard Fournette signing with the Bills. What do you think of this one, Ian? Yeah, obviously not a not a trade, uh, but it is a big signing. He was one of the bigger free agents on the market. Um, some people are questioning if this is going to mean James Cook's uh, role in the Bills offense is going to decrease. I don't think so. I think Leonard Fournette's more going to uh, slide in the second running back because Latavius Murray has been terrible for the Bills so far this season as their number two back. So I think Fournette's going to more take over that role. Um I think it's interesting. I think the Bills need more help on defense than they do offensively. Um, but I think it is a move that's going to slightly help them. But not not really a huge needle mover for me, but it was certainly one that's worth bringing up at least. Uh, the Chicago Bears, big trade here, trading for commanders Montez Sweat. Uh, it will be a 2024 second round pick, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. If the season were to end today, that pick would be the 35th overall pick. So somewhere around the 35th overall pick for Montez Sweat. That is a blockbuster right here. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably going to be the biggest trade of the day. Uh, the Falcons were rumored to be in on Montez Sweat. I thought that would have been amazing for us. We need a pass rusher, especially with uh, Grady Jarrett out. Um, I guess they couldn't get it done. Uh, and the Bears, obviously, I, I guess their plan would be to sign Montez, uh, Montez Sweat to another deal unless... Yeah, they already do that. They, they have like yeah. a, they have like 110 million dollars next year in cap space. It's going to be the most in the NFL. What they're doing here is getting out ahead, saying, "Hey, we have so much money. We have an absurd amount of money. I don't care how much if we have to overpay for Montez. Let's bring him in. Let's try and shore this thing up. Our team, whatever we did in the past to try and build this defense, hasn't worked." Let's get some proven talent here. While Montez Sweat is still, uh, you know, he's not a rookie. He's not He's not 23. He's still a younger dude. Should have a lot of legs left. Um, I like this move overall for Chicago just because they have so much money to work with. 
Yeah, I, I do like it for them as well. I'm just jealous because I thought he would have been fantastic, a fantastic addition uh, to the Falcons. But well, you weren't you weren't going to give up 35. Pick 35 no. is going to be much higher. As much as I like to rip on the Falcons, they they ain't getting 35. It's a steep um, price. Uh, do the Vikings sign a quarterback? Now that Kirk Cousins is out, Kirk Cousins done for the year. Do the Vikings sign a different quarterback? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we haven't seen anything yet. I thought maybe they could have made a trade, but I don't think there's a ton of trade options out there at the quarterback position. I thought maybe Ryan Tannehill, especially with how good Will Levis looked this past week. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is kind of like a poor man's Kirk Cousins in some ways, so it would have made some sense. Uh, but there are some free agents out there. Um, how about bring back uh, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, who I think is on the Lions right now. Uh, maybe a trade there. Bring Bring him back to Minnesota. But I don't know. It depends on what they think uh, this Hall guy's got. But as of right now, the Vikings have not made any moves. It'll be interesting to see uh, if they do. Like I said, what, three hours and 45 minutes left until the trade deadline. Who did, Is there a quarterback that you think would make most sense? Yes, and there's one that's been thrown out there a little bit, and that's Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston from yeah. New Orleans would make a ton of sense for both parties, obviously, because um, – and I'm looking right here. It looks like he's not going to be traded according to Michael Balco from um, – he's got a lot of followers. He's been on SI now, USA Today, Rivals uh, down there in New Orleans. But uh, looks like he will not be traded at the deadline per his source. Would have made some sense because New Orleans obviously paying Derek Carr. Uh, they're not going great down there. But you're paying Derek Carr and Taysom Hill, who's obviously uh, – they trust him enough to give him that large contract, although that was obviously a previous regime. You're paying Jameis Winston a good chunk of change to be a backup quarterback if you're not going to uh, pay him. Get out of that contract. The Vikings can take that on. Seemed like a win-win. Jameis Winston would have liked that. He was talking about how he was excited to potentially get another opportunity to start. Start. Well, looks like as of now, at least, that might not be happening. But I thought Jameis Winston would have made the most sense to the Vikings. Yeah, that would have been great. Jameis Winston, at the very least, is fun. Um, and now he's stuck on the on the bench uh, in New Orleans. Let's get him somewhere else so we can, we can let him cook a little bit. Because he is, uh, like I said, at the very least, a fun quarterback. But... There are some options out there. I don't know if they want to go with uh, go with one and or pick up a free agent, but uh, as of right now, they're going with uh, the rookie from BYU, fifth round pick. A lot, lot of rookies getting some action yeah. at quarterback this year. Yeah, uh, the Jalen Johnson uh, wants to be traded from the Bears, a second round draft pick in 2020. The cornerback uh, looks like he was granted permission to seek a trade. Yeah, where did I see? There was a couple teams. I think it was the Bills was, was one of them, and I would love to see him go to the Bills. I think that'd be a great fit. I think the other was the Eagles, was it? I'm trying to find the tweet that I saw. Um, Cowboys were originally rumored uh, to make a move for him. They're apparently out, so I think it's down to two teams. Uh, I'm trying to find it right now, but definitely the Bills were one of them. Bills seem that definitely need some help on the defensive side of the football. Uh, Seahawks acquire Leonard Williams for a second and a fifth round pick from the Giants. Huge move, obviously. Leonard Williams is a is a beast. Dude is great. Can play inside, outside. Seahawks sitting there at five and two. I'm not the biggest fan of the Seahawks. If you look at the teams they've beat, you know, not some great teams on that list. But again, you can only play who's on your schedule or have taken care of business. Bolstering that defense with Leonard Williams, in my opinion, was a huge get. Yeah, Seahawks seem to uh, be boosting their pass rush a little bit. Also uh, signed uh, Frank Clark uh, back in Seattle now. Um, so they have, uh, they got some, it seems like they're making a little bit of a move to go on a run here. Um, pass rush was certainly their one weakness. And now they got 
two pieces to help uh, to help that pass rush out. So good move for the Seahawks. Yeah, and if you're the Giants, it makes sense. I mean, you're going nowhere and you're going nowhere fast. As much as I like Leonard Williams, how much is he moving the needle on this team, right? How, how how much is he going to move the needle on a team with with one win, two wins? When it's all said and done, maybe they they get four wins. Uh, it made sense to move him while you can get a second and a fifth pick, uh, round pick for him. And then the Falcons, Catavia Sweat for a seventh and a for a sixth. There was a little pick swap with the Eagles. You're the Falcons guy here. Talk about this one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I I put it in here. It is, I guess, worth bringing it up. But I mean, we got a what a backup defensive tackle, so he might start for us, especially with Grady Jarrett out, but it's when I want the Falcons to make a move, uh, Contavious sweat, a backup D tackle for the Eagles is not exactly the move I wanted to see, but I guess it's a move. It's something. You may, saw may. sweat and you were very excited. And then you go, Oh, that's not Montez. Right. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a move. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset with my Falcons. Although they have three and a half hours here to still make a move. Um, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Secondary topics right here. Should we be worried about the Chiefs? It's a question for you. You're the Chiefs guy. Losing the Broncos is not good. Not only that, they've scored, what, 19 points per game over their last three games. Two of those three games are against the worst defense in the NFL and the Broncos. Sky Moore looked terrible this past week. He's like they don't. They don't have any wide receivers. Is this? Wait, is no. it? Is it? Is it time to push the panic button? No. Come on. Come on. Right. You. You, you know me. I. I give. I give teams a lot of leeway. I give teams that have done it time and time again a lot, a lot of leeway. The reason why I didn't push the panic button on the Bills. Same reason why I didn't push the panic button on the Bengals. Same reason why I'm not pushing the panic button on the 49ers. I ain't doing it on the Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't do it after the Lions got hammered by the Ravens. That's one game. The Chiefs had one bad game. Every team in the NFL has had one bad game this season. And the thing is, with the Kansas City Chiefs, as as bad as it is to say, and so far the offense has struggled and all that stuff, I trust them to get right rather than it was the defense that would have been struggling. The defense right now is electric. It is elite. There's no doubt about it. They are second in points per game given up. They are third in yards per game given up. They are third in, uh, I think it's yards per play given up. This is not them uh, getting massive turnovers in the red zone, getting lucky. This is who they are. They are an elite defense. So I'm fine there. This this is this Chiefs team is going nowhere. It's different. They're not scoring 35 plus points a game, but they don't have to. Okay. And that's the difference here. The offense, I still believe in, will get right at some point. Rasheed Rice, we're starting to see more uh, emergence from him. And I will also say, I know you don't want to hear it. No one wants to hear it because you, you play in the game. He played, but Mahomes had the flu and he did not look right. He looked sick. He looked sick as a dog. That did not look good from him. So I expect him to get right. The Chiefs go to Germany and play Miami. Then they have a bye after the bye. Then they have the Eagles. The schedule does not let up, but I trust them to get right. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's a great point. I think um, you don't have to push the panic button because this is just such a different Chiefs team. This is a Chiefs team that does have a very good defense. But I will say there are some red flags on the defense as well. Uh, They can't stop the run. Very, very good against the pass. One of the best pass defense in the NFL. Struggling to stop the run this year, uh, which is a little bit of a flag defensively as well. But in today's NFL, 
that's the better thing to be is against stopping the pass versus the run. In today's oh, NFL, yeah. that that is the bigger difference maker. I will also say, if you want a little underlying uh, nuance here, Nick Bolton's been injured, which he is the Chiefs' best linebacker, especially getting downhill to stop the run. Not only that, Willie Gay Jr. went away with an injury this past game. He missed a good chunk of that one. And then Drew Tranquil got banged up in his own right. Chiefs linebacker core uh, getting a little bit injured, but hopefully they'll be back and healthy in the next week or two. Yeah, I agree. Uh, who is the going to be the first coach to be fired? We're approaching the halfway point of the NFL season now. So there's always at least one coach that gets fired midseason. Who is it, and why is it Josh McDaniels? Yeah, that's the only one I could think of. I mean, quite frankly, Josh McDaniels was the only realistic possibility, and I think he gets canned. Uh, you know, Zoom? this week. This week. Uh, who do they who do they play this coming week? The Giants. If they lose to the Giants, it could happen. Well, the thing is, you might say the Giants have been the biggest disappointment based on what they were supposed to be going into this year. But right. no one has any question with Brian Dable. I, I think everyone understands he's a good head coach. Right. You know, I'm saying like, we don't think Josh McDaniels is a good head coach. When he got hired, no one was sitting here going, wow, the Raiders nailed this one. No, it was, this is interesting because he was so bad his last stop. He, he, players don't seem to like him. Why is he getting another opportunity? Well, he shouldn't. Brian Dable, I think, is still the right guy for the job with the Giants. They went to the playoffs last year, and they won a playoff game. This has been a disappointing year, but he is going to be safe. Ron Rivera was the other guy who I thought might get canned. I thought I think That's the other name I was going to bring up, yeah. Going into this year, he was the guy who I thought was on the hot seat first when fired. But they look solid. I mean, no one expected them to be a, a 10-win team. But if they right. go 500, I don't know how you can him with what's going on there. Uh, you know, Sam Howes, uh, you're getting the absolute most you possibly can out of him. I think McDaniels is really the only guy I'm looking around saying, yeah, that that he needs to go. Yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, McDaniels be number one, Ron Rivera be number two. So I, I can't really think of any other head coach that would potentially get canned. Uh, Brandon uh, Staley, maybe. If you want a little wild Brandon card, I, he's underperformed year after year after year. But again, they just had a win. Um, they still, I think, have playoff aspirations. I don't know if you fire your head coach when a team has the, – the Raiders did, though, and they went there with – what's his name? The uh, special team coach, and they went to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so maybe they do, but uh, Matt Eberflus. No, it was um, no. Sorry, I'm saying. I'm sorry. I was saying another option to potentially get fired first. I, I thought about Eric. that, but but again, the only people were super Chicago fans and people who were trying to have a hot take thing, and the Bears were going to be good. Right. That, that's what it came down to. I think the the average person thought, okay, the Bears aren't going to be good this year. I, I would be pretty surprised if they fired Matt Eberflus. Yep. Uh, MVP is now a four quarterback race. There are four players that have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Tua Tagovailoa, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen actually a distant fifth. Um, but if you're looking for value, don't hate Josh Allen. I think he's like 14 to one. Mm-hmm. Um, of those four, though, is it still Tua's the favorite now? Is it Tua or you still think Mahomes? No, I think it's Tua. I haven't really been Mahomes all year. Mahomes has been just slightly off. No, nothing against Mahomes by any means, but I think there at, at times you get uh, the fatigue, right? LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, uh, Tom Brady. Sometimes it happened with the coach of the year as well, right? Where you're so tired, you have to put up just these absurd historical numbers to have even uh, your name in the conversation. 
Mahomes has been solid this year. He's been good. But I personally, even as a Chiefs guy, I, I wouldn't say he's MVP. I think two was above him. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a little bit of a surprise to me. I don't think Jalen's been great. He's been better the past couple of weeks, but he's had a lot of turnovers. Uh, Lamar Jackson is starting to get more and more impressive. That's a guy who I'd probably bet on personally. Um, but it is becoming a quarterback award, which is a little unfair because I think Tyreek Hill uh, should have his name in the equation. I think Christian McCaffrey should have his name in the equation. But again, um, since the MVP has turned into a quarterback award, basically – those guys don't have a realistic possible, uh, a realistic chance, in my opinion. No, because I and, that, and that's a fair point. Because I think if there's ever going to be a receiver to win the MVP, um, I think it would be Tyreek Hill. Because um, he's, let's be honest, he's putting up, up an MVP type season, and he's still not even in the conversation. He's like thirty to one, not not even like top ten. Uh, Lamar Jackson, interesting choice. You mentioned him. I was just looking up his PFF grade. Obviously, that is a little bit subjective, but according to PFF.com, this is the best season. It, Best season he's had since he won MVP in 2019. And in 2019, he had a grade of 90.1. And so far this season, he has a grade of 88.0. So just uh, 2.1 points below his MVP season back in 2019, according to PFF. Uh, And he's kind of getting better as the season goes along. His first four games weren't so great, uh, but now he's had four solid games in a row. Uh, So Lamar Jackson, certainly a name to look out for as well. Uh, I like Charles Nielsen in the chat saying Sterling evoking Captain Antoniel vibes. Yeah, you should address that, Antoniel. I'm Captain. Um, and then love. Love will keep us together. No. I, I just had to look up Captain Antoniel because I didn't know. Are you serious? You're not a Yacht Rock guy? No, I guess not. Wow. The husband and wife team were Captain Daryl Dragon and Tony Tennille. Uh Read a okay. book. I gotta say, I really like this spooky uh, font that we got. That's yeah, kind uh, of coming nice. up. It's great. Yeah. Uh, um, what team will grab the final wild card spot in the NFC? Yeah, I was looking at this. the The team <laughs> who finishes with <laughs> with the final wild card spot in the NFC is going to be an ugly one. Uh, right now, it's the Vikings at four and four. You got to assume they're going to fall off uh, with no Kirk Cousins. So it's going to be like the second place team, the NFC South, maybe Uh, the Saints Mm. and Falcons are both four and four right now. And then after that, it's the Buccaneers at three and four, the Rams at three and five, the Commanders at three and five. Like that number seven seed is going to be like an eight and nine team. So I, I think it's going to be the second place team in the NFC South, either the Falcons or the Saints. I think the Buccaneers continue to fall off. Um, Interest, see what you think, but whoever it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an ugly team. I think that there's a chance they have a losing record. Yeah, and I will not give it my day job. I will not become a singer uh, that much. <laughs> is it? There's a reason why I play drums. You see the drum heads behind me? Yeah, I'm a drummer. I don't sing. Wow. Yeah, not, not a singer at all. Um, yeah, the NFC is just brutal, man. With Kirk Cousins going down, that may have been the best quarterback in the NFC outside of Jalen Hurts going down. Um I think the Falcons are in disarray. I'm sorry. I know they're four and four, but Desmond Ritter has been brutal. And if he's benched, I actually think it actually might help the Falcons. I think Taylor Heineke's better. Oh, it's better for the short term, for sure. Taylor, their offense looked the best it's looked all season in the second half when Taylor Heineke played. But I I don't know, man. My gut is telling me the Rams because of Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. But how Stafford? How is that hand? He got banged up and went out of the game a couple times this past weekend. I, I don't know if I can trust them. Uh, Saints, Bucks, Falcons, I guess you'd probably take two out of those three teams. You know, I, I think I'm still a little higher maybe on the Saints and Bucks over the Falcons personally. 
I'm just not saying it can't happen though. Cause we looked at the Falcons schedule. The Falcons schedule is, is cupcake. Right. I, I, I guess I'm going to teams in the NFC South, but I don't like it. They're going to get waxed by anyone. Yeah, both the Falcons and the Saints. They have the Falcons have the easiest schedule remaining. Saints have the third easiest schedule remaining. Uh, the Falcons don't have a game left on their schedule against a team that has a winning record as of right now. Yeah, their tough their toughest games remaining are four or four games against teams who are five hundred right now. The Jets, the Saints, and the Vikings are all at four and four. Saints twice, and then Jets and Vikings, and then they have the Cardinals, the Panthers again, the Bears, the Colts. <laughs> Uh, and the Buccaneers. <laughs> so, like, it's probably just based on the schedule. The, the Saints' schedule is, is very similar, but they have they still have a game against uh, the Lions. That's their toughest game. So, it's probably going to be one of those two teams. Whoever doesn't win the division between the Saints and Falcons, their schedule is so easy. Yeah, it's absurd, man. It's absurd. I will be at the Falcons game against the Jets um, in a little over a month. So, I'm excited for that. Could be could be a big one for the playoffs. <laughs> the nfc is just hilarious it's not a real conference it's just a joke well, it's just top heavy it's top heavy i mean the, the, the top, top the heavy. there's two teams and the second best team lost three straight games now nah, i take that back i'm sorry detroit's still pretty solid it goes yeah. eagles eagles detroit 49ers so the third best team in the nfc has lost three straight games i think he, i think he got it you don't like the seahawks eh i think you got to give credit to the seahawks we'll see this week because they play the ravens that was the most canadian you've ever sent in your life you don't like the seahawks eh I can crank up the Canadian accent if you want me to. What are you talking about? What, because they're, they're, they're up north? You think Seattle's a good team? First of all, Canadians don't actually say a boot. That's one of the biggest myths about Canada. And maybe like out west they say a boot. Um, how I would pronounce it is a bout. Which is not a boot. Um, speaking about <laughs> the Seahawks... You don't you don't like the Seahawks. I don't know why. I, the Seahawks are five and two. The Seahawks have had some very good wins. They're they beat fine. The Lions. They're fine. Well, that's, well, well, that's well, it. Well, They're fine. Like you put them in the AFC. They're what? The tenth best team? Ninth best team? Oh wow. You well, right now, according to the standings, the eighth place team is the Jets. You, you don't think they're as good as the Jets? No, but I also think they're they're not as good as the the Chargers. I think the Chargers, in, in a ten game sample size, would win seven of those games. Wow. I, I, again, nothing against Geno Smith. I think he's he's fine. But it sounds like it's something against Geno Smith. Um, I do think the additions defensively are going to be a huge help. I, I'm not disagreeing there. I just think if you played a high powered team. Good luck, man. Good luck. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I don't trust that team. All right. Well, then I know which side you're back and when it comes to the Seahawks-Ravens this week, then. Uh, you are correct. All right. That's it. Uh, in terms of uh, kind of recap from this past week, we got to move on to week nine games here because this is, like I said, I think it's the best slate of games uh, of the entire season. Um, and not only Sunday specifically do we have Four unbelievably good games, but they're all at different time slots, which is unbelievable. Like, kudos to the NFL uh, schedule maker for this one because we got Dolphins Chiefs in the morning in Germany, 1 p.m. slot, we got Seahawks Ravens, uh, late afternoon slot, we got Cowboys Eagles, and then Sunday night football, we got Bills Bengals. This is awesome. That's in, that, <laughs> that's back to back to back to back of unbelievable games. So, let's start with the game in Germany. 
Uh, Dolphins against your Chiefs. Chiefs are right now two-point favorites over under 51. How do you feel about the Chiefs coming off a loss against the Broncos uh, going up against uh, the best offense uh, in the NFL in the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I kind of like it, actually. The, the Chiefs, obviously, we're not going to overlook this game to begin with, but now there's even a little extra, a little skosh of motivation for Kansas City. Uh, I'm intrigued with Tyreek Hill, obviously. Who has the advantage here? Is it the Chiefs because they went up against Tyreek Hill, they know him for so long, or is it going to be Tyreek Hill? Did you just do like a bump down there? What's, what was going on? Like I, no, I was blowing my nose. I'm sick. Is this the, uh, the, the 80s over here? Like I get them dressed like I'm from the 70s and 80s over here. Didn't know you were just down there. Just uh, um, no, I got booger, my booger sugar over there. I got my Vicks Vapor Rub uh, Kleenex over here. So mm. I'm I'm, I'm I, this is my this is my flu game. Sorry, I thought you were hitting the slopes or something over there. Uh, but but no, I, who has the advantage? Is it Tyreek Hill or is it the Chiefs? Because you can make the case that he knows the Chiefs defense the cornerbacks, but the cornerbacks know him. The Chiefs know how to at least try and slow him down. Um, I like the Chiefs winning this game. I actually like the under in this game, personally. Uh, 51 is a lot of points. I, I, I told you the numbers of the Chiefs defense. I think they actually are legitimately elite at this point. Um, that's what I like more than anything is the under. Quite, quite frankly, I'm with you. We uh, agree on that one. I also love the under um, the chief secondary is very good. If there's any secondary out there that can slow down the Dolphins explosive pass game, it is the chief secondary. I still think the Dolphins are going to be able to run the ball because the Dolphins actually do lead the NFL in yards per carry. I think they can run the ball against chiefs, but when you run the ball, the clock keeps moving and uh, it speeds up the game a little bit. So uh, 51 is a little bit too high of a total, especially these games in Europe. Uh, they tend to be a little bit lower scoring. Um, and then all, obviously the, um, the Chiefs offense, not quite the high-powered offense that we're used to seeing over the past few years. So uh, I think we need to stop. We need to start looking at the Chiefs as a little bit of a different team uh, than what they were the past few years. More defensive, not as many explosive plays offensively. Uh, so I love the under. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks Ravens uh, game we kind of I just brought up uh, big game to kind of determine who the second tier team is in both conferences because in the NFC I think we got the Eagles we got the 49ers and the AFC we got the Chiefs uh, you got the Dolphins and then maybe the Bills but who's kind of the cream of the crop in the second tier uh, the winner of this game might even be bumped up into the first tier in their conference so Ravens pretty big favorites though um, five and a half point favorites at home to the Seahawks over under 43, uh, you obviously like the Ravens here. Yeah, I like the Ravens. I like them covering. Over under, I'm not going to touch in this one personally, but uh, I like the Ravens. Their defense is really solid, and their offense is starting to get right. The Obviously, the Todd Munkin offense took a little time to get rolling, but now that it's rolling, it looks uh, it looks electric, man. Um, I always say Lamar Jackson. It, it's funny. The people that think Lamar Jackson is this elite thrower of the football, they're wrong. But the people that think Lamar Jackson is a running back playing quarterback is also very wrong. Lamar Jackson is a much better thrower of the football than I think a lot of people want to give credit for. You know, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Mark Andrews connection. Um, they actually finally have some legitimate talent for Lamar to throw the ball to, and it's paying off. Uh, they're good on the ground. Gus Edwards just keeps finding a way to get into the end zone. Uh, the offensive line is solid, if unspectacular. Uh, I'm, I'm in on this Ravens team, man. I think they're a complete good team. 
Uh, I like the under in this one, um, to be completely honest. I think both uh, offenses are going up against the strength of the opposing defense. Uh, no team gets more yard, more a higher percentage of their offensive yards on the ground than the Ravens. Uh, we know that they run the ball a ton, uh, but the Seahawks uh, run defense has been one of the best in the NFL uh, so far this season. If I can bring up some numbers here. Um, Seahawks defense, third in opponent yards per carry, fourth in opponent rush success rate. So they're a top five run defense. I think they can slow down the Ravens offense a little bit. And then the Ravens secondary has been the best uh, in the NFL. And uh, the Seahawks, a big uh, portion of their offense comes from throwing the ball. Seahawks defense, first in opponent yards per pass attempt, second in opponent EPA per dropback, fourth in opponent dropback success rate. So we got kind of strength versus strength, uh, which I think is going to lead to a bit of a lower scoring game. So I like the under uh, in that one as well. Uh, there isn't really any fifth game that really stands out from the crowd. Actually, a lot of bad matchups this week as well to go along with the good matchups. I guess that's kind of ha- that kind of happens. The bad teams need to play too. So when you have a lot of good versus good, you're going to end up with a lot of bad versus bad. So I threw in the Vikings versus Falcons here because I think obviously I'm a Falcons fan. It's intriguing for me, but uh, it's going to be intriguing to see who they go with at quarterback and also what this Jaron Hall guy is all about uh, for the Vikings. So Falcons as of right now, five point favorites over under all the way down at 37 and a half. Um, obviously I like the Falcons here. I don't think you can bet on Jaron Hall of the Vikings to get the job done. Sterling, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Again, just initial thoughts, initial thoughts. The Atlanta money line, but I don't know if I trust him to cover. Mm. Whenever you have those quarterbacks you've never seen before, or, or even just guys that you don't expect. We saw it week one with Joshua Dobbs. Obviously, he's spent some time in the NFL, but he looks solid to start the season, right? And then all of a sudden, he gets a book on him, and what happens? Um, I still remember when Justin Herbert, again, different, obviously. First-round draft pick, this, that, and the other, but Herbert wasn't expected, expected to start. All of a sudden, before the game, Tyrod Taylor gets his lung punctured. Justin Will Herbert, Levis last week happened to my Will, Will, Le- Will Levis last week. I mean, when you don't have expectations mm. – when you don't have expectations, like when Zach Wilson got behind against the Chiefs, what happened? They just basically said, all right, go out there and just throw the ball, dude. You know, if you don't throw it, we're, we're screwed. So what did he do? He just went there and threw the ball, and all of a sudden he got some confidence. Like the same thing could happen with Hall, right? I mean, there's no expectations for him. Everyone is, is saying, you know what? You're going to lose, man. Not not in the building, obviously, but just, just you know, in the national media. No one expects him to do anything. I kind of like them to cover, and I kind of like the over. Yeah. <sighs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I uh, I'm betting on the Falcons, but it's certainly not a confident play for me. Um, the Falcons are just such a roller coaster. The first three drives, they look like world beaters, and then three drives, they look like the worst team in the NFL. So I I don't know. Also, Baker Mayfield again. I, I'm I'm saying first round quarterbacks and stuff, but when he went to the Rams, remember, no expectations. Right. 98 yards. I mean, yep. even Baker Mayfield this year, just when you get into a new system, there's just just something. You don't know what to expect if you're the defense. You don't have a book on the guy. You don't know what they're going to do in this system and this scheme. They take off. Bailey Zappi did the same thing for the Patriots when he first got and started in for Mac Jones. But now yeah. no one's saying Bailey Zappi's a stud. So, again, in this one particular game, I like the Vikings with the points, and I like the over. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles, big NFC East matchup. Obviously, if the Cowboys want to want a chance of winning the division, uh, this game is going to be uh, a big win for them. The Eagles, the only one-loss team left in the NFL. Uh, Eagles, three-point favorites at home, over under 46. I like the Eagles to win in cover. I've talked about how I think the Cowboys are frauds. Uh, only 10th in the NFL in net yards per play, despite having the easy schedule in the NFL the first half of the season. Uh, we saw what happened when they finally played a good team in the 49ers. They got 
their teeth kicked in, and I expect a similar result now that they're playing against another good team, the Eagles. Uh, I will take the Eagles to win and cover. Yeah, I like that, man. Um, although I, I don't know who the Cowboys are. Like, I keep saying the frauds, but every time I do, they come out and just say, no, we're not. We're, we're right. still a decent team. Like, I, I have no idea who the Cowboys are. I, I cannot get a read on them at all. They either get blown out or they blow teams out. They don't play a ton of these close games. Um, I like the Eagles, but is this one of the first games, close games, the Cowboys play in? It kind of feels like it. Yeah. I, I Yeah, three-point spread. I could actually see the Eagles winning but not covering, uh, which would break my heart, but it's possible. Uh, Sunday night, it is the DeMar Hamlin game, Bills-Bangles. I'm sure we'll hear about DeMar Hamlin early and often throughout the game. Um, Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites. That's the sign that the Bengals are back, or they are, they are favored uh, against this Bills team. Uh, I like the over, personally. It's at 49, because even though the uh, Joe Burrow and the offense looked fantastic this past week, uh, their defense did not. Uh, they gave up a lot of yards to the 49ers. 49ers had a couple of bad turnovers, which cost them, but uh, they're still able to generally move the ball pretty easy up and down the field. Actually, the Bengals second last in the NFL right now in opponent yards per play. So I have no faith in the Bengals defense uh, in between. And when it comes to the Bills, similar thing. I have a lot more faith in their offense and their defense. So I think for both teams, offenses are much better in their defenses. I think that's going to lead to a lot of points. Uh, total still in the 40s at 49. So I'll take the over. Yeah, I like I the over in this thing. one yeah. as well, man. That's that's a really good, astute observation there, Ian. I like the over. I like the Bills in this one. I've been on the Bengals bandwagon, if you will, ever since they got down. I said, hey, they're going to bounce back. Uh, but I like the Bills team better. I just do. Um, I think they're a more well-rounded team, even though Joe Burrow is getting it going with, you know, um, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins finally starting to get at least a little bit more involved. Obviously, Tyler Boyd. I just think in this one, I like – the, the Bills, I do think that DeMar Hamlin, rah-rah around him is going to be uh, a story as well. I do think there's going to be something to the Bills playing for him a little bit, if you will, right? If he suits up in this game, right? He's not been active for every game, but I wouldn't be shocked if they decided to suit him up in this game just for the extra motivation factor. I like the Bills here, man. I will say one thing. I do like the Bills as well, generally, but I will say one thing that concerns me is the Bengals had the Bills number last season. Um, they were beating them up before the DeMar Hamlin injury happened, and then they beat them up in the playoffs too. So that that does concern me a little bit with the Bills. Sometimes teams just have other teams' number. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to our picks. Uh, Sterling, you, you, had a, you had a winning week last week. You you did only go two and two, but one of them was an underdog pick. So that, uh, with that plus money, that would be a winning week. Uh, you continue to be the uh, upset king. Uh, you got uh, last week is the Bengals over the 49ers. Speaking of the Bengals, uh, that was a great upset win for you. Uh, bold one as well. Um, yeah. I think they closed four and a half, five point underdog, but a uh, very good pick for that. My upset pick not hit with the Rams. So you went two and two. That brings your uh, overall record to 10 and 14, but it's actually better than 10 and 14 sounds. We should have been tracking units uh, because you've hit a ton of upset picks. So I wouldn't be surprised if we were tracking that. You'd be close to about even. Uh, with those plus money upset picks. Uh, I went one and two last week. Bad week for me overall. I had a couple, in terms of my overall bet, some brutal backdoor covers. Like the Ravens, some, like the Cardinals somehow backdoor covering by getting an onside kick and then kicking a field goal. Oh, I got <laughs> in the gut with a couple backdoor covers last week. Uh, but in terms of picks I gave out on the show, I did hit my spread bet. I had Seahawks minus three over Browns, which to be fair, I got a little bit lucky on that one. Seahawks scored late to win by four. 
Um, my uh, your spread bets you had two last week. Um, you went with Rams plus six and a half versus Cowboys. I was on Rams to upset. That was that bet was dead from about two minutes into the game. Uh, and then you had Vikings and a pick them over Packers, which uh, that one won pretty easily. So uh, you went one on one with the spread uh, picks. I wouldn't want to know. Total bet. Uh, we both lost our total bet. I had Jets Giants over th- 36 and a half. Might have been the worst bet I placed all season. There was like three points scored in that game. Uh, and you had Vikings Packers over 43. Uh, Vi- uh, Packers did not help you out at all there. Uh, so overall, I went uh, one and two last week. That brings my season long record on this show to 13 and eight. And you went two and two to bring your season long record to 10 and 14. Best spread bet of the week for week nine. Sterling, go ahead. I, I told you Ravens over the Seahawks, five and a half points. Uh, I know they're, they're laying five and a half, but I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, give me the Ravens. I, I I've been on them. Yeah, we already kind of covered that game. I'm going to go in with Colts minus two and a half over the Panthers. I think it's a bad stylistic matchup here for the Panthers. Uh, last week, uh, I was actually on the Panthers to beat the Texans. I did hit that. I should have made that my upset pick on this show. I did not. Um, but I was on the Panthers to win. And it's because the Texans can't run the football because the run defense is the biggest weakness for the Panthers. Some might say the worst run defense in, in the NFL. 32nd opponent EPA per rush. 31st an opponent rush success rate. But now they take on a Colts team that can run the football, a Colts team that averages 4.5 yards per rush. Uh, So if you're a DFS player um, or if you want to do some prop bets for our sponsor, uh, you should target the Colts uh, running backs this week would be my my suggestion. So go ahead and sign up at SuperDraft DFS uh, using promo code FAN. And that's my recommendation is to not only bet on the uh, Colts to cover the spread against the Panthers, but also take uh, the over on any prop bets for Colts running backs. So I think they're going to run all over the Panthers this week. Uh, total bet. Sterling, what's your favorite total bet? Cowboys, Eagles, over 46. Ooh, interesting. Over 46. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like the Eagles offense. The Cowboys right. offense can get going. They can get hot. I like the over here. Uh, the Eagles secondary has been a little bit of a disappointment this season, right? The defense as a as a whole has been a little bit uh, of a disappointment this season. So I, I do like the, this. Look, get you know, thirty one points to slinging Sam Howell. Um, I like the over here. Uh, yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, the biggest weakness for the Cowboys defense is uh, their inability to stop the run. They've struggled to stop the run at times this season. So I, th- I think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball against the Cowboys. So, uh, yeah, I don't hate that. I didn't go under 43 between the Seahawks and Ravens. I already talked about that pick, but we're going the the defensive strengths line up with the offensive strengths of both teams. So I think we're going to get a little bit of a slugfest there. Seahawks, Ravens under 43. Let's talk upset picks. Sterling, you might be the uh, best upset picker out there. Who's uh, your pick to pull off an upset this week? I actually have a lot I wanted to go with. There, there are a decent amount of teams that I think uh, the spreads are just wrong on. I think they're the, yep. the wrong teams favored. But the one I'm going to go with is Commanders over the Patriots. Yep. Maybe I'm I'm a little blinded by what Sam Howell did this last week, but Sam Howell's been pretty solid all season long for the most part. Uh, they had a lull in the middle of the season, right? They started off strong offensively. They had a lull. Now it looks like the Commanders' offense is back. The rolling at a high level i don't trust mac jones at all i don't trust anything on the patriots offense at all um i I think the wrong team is favored here give me the commanders on the road i agree i like it i'm on the commanders as well but for my upset pick i'm gonna go with a different nfc east team i'm gonna take the giants over the raiders 
the Raiders, I can't believe they're favored in this game. I know the Giants have not been good this year, but Daniel Jones is back. And not only that, Giants defense uh, has sneakily completely woken up in the past three weeks. In fact, if you look at opponent yards per play over each team's last three games, the Giants are second in the NFL over their last three games, only giving up 4.4 yards per play over their last three games. And their um, defensive line has woken up as well. I think they're averaging over three sacks per game. Yes, but... They just traded one of them away. They traded their second best one outside of Dexter Lawrence, right? Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, 1A, 1B. Um, That might be a struggle, but I'm with you. The only cause for pause is if they don't fire Josh McDaniels, this is a game where everything's in play. Everything's in play because if they lose, he's gone. He's canned. Ooh, spooky Josh McDaniel is going to put everything in play. He's a bum. I don't care what he has. Uh, please clip that, Joanne. Please <laughs> clip that. That spooky little Ian, Ian uh, dance, I think is what that was. But, Ooh, uh, Josh McDaniels. Um, all right. So, yeah, those are upset picks. Uh, I got Giants over Raiders. You got Commanders over Patriots. Survivor pick of the week, Sterling. You are still alive every week that you win. Your prize for me is getting better. I have not been alive since week three. You were on the Chargers last week. Easy, 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 easy win over the Bears. Um, So uh, you cannot use the Commanders, the Bills, the Dolphins, the 49ers, the Lions, the Rams, the Seahawks, or the Chargers. Who are you going with this week? This was actually a little little more difficult for me. There's two teams I am thinking about, okay? And I want to get your thoughts here. I, I don't know if I want to get your thoughts since uh, obviously, you know. Um, I suck. You're out. Uh, yeah. I wanted to take Browns over Cardinals. That was my initial thought. But if Kyler Murray starts, if Kyler starts, I don't think I want to take the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. Watson is supposedly back, right? But – that actually might be a nuisance, might be a hindrance to the Browns' offense. Uh, obviously, that P.J. Walker interception late was uh, was not ideal. So I do have news. Yeah. The, the Cardinals are expected to start rookie Clayton Toon at quarterback this week. Well, that's what they said. They said they're expected to start him, but then in the same comment, it goes, unless Kyler Murray starts. And it's like, well, great. That gives me a lot of hope here, so I have no idea. So my other thought process was, do I go with the Saints? Saints over the Bears. I can't believe it, man. I can't believe I would ever choose the Saints. Yet here I am because they're playing the the Bears with the uncertainty around the starting quarterback for Arizona. Give me the, the, the sure thing. Give me the Saints. So if Clayton Toon starts, are you, are, are you taking the Browns? I would, but I, I don't I don't know if I can do that because we won't know until Sunday. Yeah, that's true. So you so you're, are you going to go? Are the Saints your official pick? Yeah, since it's a Tuesday show and on Tuesday I got to give my pick. Give me the Saints. Saints over the Bra- or over the Bears. Yeah, I hate it. Interesting. All right. I don't know. I kind of like the Bears. I kind of like the Bears. I kind of like the Bears. I bet on the Bears to cover. I don't know if they can win, but I kind of like the Bears. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, man. Uh, <laughs> <Mike> <laughs> and Mike in Sweden. Come on, Wow, dude. right at the end of the show. Just Mike with a dagger. Oh, my God. 
Mike, oh, I Mike. thought we were boys, dude. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I do have an announcement to make, Sterling. Uh, November starts tomorrow, and I'm doing Movember this month, so we are both going to have a mustache for the month of November. How about that? One do you feel like I'm going to have a mustache for the month of November? What? I'm shaving yeah. that tomorrow. Oh, you're shaving yours? So the mustache is going to go from your face to my face then? I think so. I, th- I think so. Because I do a thing with the Chiefs. When they win, I leave the stash. Okay. Oh. I, you know, I'm not a homer. I, you know, we do some, some media I like stuff. That. So I can't be, I can't be, a, that's why I say, you know, they are looking good. I don't say we, I say they, you know, the Chiefs are looking good. Um, certain media aspects we can't really get into. So I, so the, the underlying theme is when the Chiefs are winning, stash grows. When the Chiefs lose a game, all right, you get shaved. So I think I got to shave it now. All right, I respect that. So then the mustache will transfer from your face to my face next week. I'll ha- I'll have at least the start of a mustache. I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to grow in a week. But... Oh come on, you can grow a stash in a week. Mm, we'll see. It's, it's not gonna be a good one. Stand outside in the cold. Uh, so that'll be something to for the viewers can look forward to and a nice little mustache on on yours truly. I'm growing a mustache. I think two years ago, ago I grew for no, no three years ago. Uh, so there you have it. That is our show. Um, subscribe to the channel, hit like on this video, rate and review the podcast. If you listen to the audio version of this and go ahead and sign up at super draft, super draft DS at DFS, use the promo code fan. You get a deposit match up to 20 bucks and you also get a free pick in your first game. Um, there you have it. I guess it is a mustache, right? If you're going to regrow the mustache after you shave it tomorrow, then we'll have a little mustache freeze. Well, how long have you been growing that already? Come on now, Ian. Mine? Be, I honest. Shave, be, I shave, be honest. I shaved this morning. That's how you do November. You shave the 31st, and then you and then you grow the mustache. Okay. There's nothing there. What do you mean? <laughs> I know there's uh, nothing there. So we will have a mustache race unless the Chiefs lose. Then you have to shave it again. So yeah. you better hope the Chiefs uh, go on a little bit of a run here. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, any final thoughts, Sterling? <sighs> Please, Mizzou, don't let me down as they play Georgia. Please. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't ask for many things. Right I don't ask for many things in life. I don't. Please, Mizzou, do this one thing for me. Don't get blown out in the first quarter. Oh. Make it interesting. Let me hope. Let me hope in the fourth quarter that Brady Cook's arm can throw a a bomb to Luther Burden as he goes down the sideline. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to find the odds for the game. It was like 17 and a half. It started off at like 19, and then it went down to 17 and a half. I think it's still too high. I think it's still too high. Well, at least that means uh, that means sharp betters at least like Missouri to cover if it's moved down. So he got that going for you. Uh, sorry, Sterling, just a cheesy costume. Still better than bacon, though. I hard disagree. The bacon costume is the best costume that money can buy. Um, all right, that is our show. Um, I'm just trying to. I just want to see if there's any breaking news uh, while we were live. Any. No, I don't think there were. Uh, we still got two hours for the trade deadline. If you want to get our takes on any further trades that happen in the next two hours, follow us on Twitter. Follow Sterling Holmes at HomestretchKC. Follow myself at Ian Macbeth. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll talk to you all next week.